Are you tired of feeling stuck in a cycle of scarcity, knowing deep down that you're destined for so much more? Do you yearn to elevate your wealth and manifest a life overflowing with abundance? Well, get ready to embark on a transformational journey because the free Money Mindset Workshop is back and better than ever. Mark your calendars for Friday, May the 31st at 6pm UK time, where we'll be diving into the secrets of unlocking all that prosperity. If you can't make it live, no worries. You'll still have access to the replay so you won't miss a single nugget of wisdom. So why should you join me for this life-changing free workshop? Firstly, we're going to shake off those limiting beliefs and mindset blocks that have been holding you back. It's time to break free and unleash the full potential of your money mindset. Then we'll be talking about manifesting wealth and success like never before. So say goodbye to just dreaming and hello to turning those dreams into tangible realities. And let's not forget about the cash flow because we're going to explore all the ways that money can flow into your life, enriching it beyond measure. Some of you might be wondering, does mindset really work? Absolutely. This workshop will serve as your guide and light, showing you how mindset shapes your reality and empowers you to actively pursue your goals. So whether you're a newbie to positive money mindset or a seasoned pro, this workshop is designed for you. If you're ready to see a significant transformation in your wealth and you're eager to embrace new techniques for inviting prosperity into your life, then you belong here. So what's on the agenda? We've got a 90-minute interactive session where we'll tackle those limiting beliefs head-on and uncover the abundance waiting to be embraced. Just imagine, instead of struggling, you could manifest money faster easier and with less effort. Are you ready to step into a life of abundance? Join me Friday, May the 31st for my free money mindset workshop. To sign up for your free place, visit cannycrystalsacademy.co.uk forward slash workshop. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG.
Hi everyone and thank you for joining me on another episode of Canny Crystals the podcast. As you know by now my name is Mart, I'm your host and this week I've got another amazing guest on the show. So you might have heard me talking about her a couple of weeks ago when I appeared on her podcast. So I just want you to welcome the owner of the amazing Beauty Growth Academy, Alicia Bradley is on the show. Alicia, how are you? It's so lush to have you here. Thank you for having me. I am very well, thank you. I'm excited for our chat today. I love talking to you, Mark. I could talk to you forever. I know, it's weird, isn't it? We've just been having a good old natter there and I was like, oh my God, I just love your energy. (laughs) So for all of me listeners who don't know you or what you do even how rude um just give them all a heads up tell us a bit about yourself okay yeah so my name is alicia and i am a beauty business growth coach so i've had my own beauty business for the last few years and before working in the beauty industry i was working very miserably selling forklift trucks and i decided to change my career and come into the beauty industry what a career so change I know, <laughs> I know right i know um so I, I i decided to come into the beauty industry and i started my own beauty business and then for the last couple of years I've been helping other beauty business owners scale their businesses too so that's me amazing so you're really into manifestation aren't you and I haven't just got you on to like talk about brows and lashes or anything <laughs> like that I want to talk to you about manifestation and I mean you're into manifestation so heavily that you've just started up a side business haven't you 1111 manifesting yeah so right. I was going to say so how did all that come about for you when was the first time you heard about the law of attraction and manifesting how did yeah. all that come about So I'm huge into manifesting the law of attraction. Um, So when I was 18, I was working for a business coaching company and the owner of that company bought me the book, The Secret. So I was introduced to The Secret at 18 years old and I started like practicing the principles of this book and I started getting like crazy opportunities coming up for me. Like I felt happier in my life. I was attracting loads of things. And at 18, like to be introduced to something like that and for it to work for me, I was just all in on it. So from that job, I decided to go into doing field sales and I was using the law of attraction and manifesting to create huge success in my sales jobs as well. So I would like manifest hitting my targets, manifest new clients, manifest me signing like big contracts with new Um, customers. And that was really where my manifesting journey began. So I kind of stuck around in that industry for a few years and using the law of attraction to generate sales and to just smash, smash targets. And after a while of being in like a sales job, I kind of realized that I wasn't particularly happy doing the job. Like I was successful at it and the law of attraction and manifesting helped me to create huge success. But I found myself being quite miserable after, you know, after I've proven a point, I found that I was a bit like, oh, what's next? So I decided to leave one sales job and go into another one. And the same thing happened again. So I went into the job, I smashed the sales, I manifested, you know, achieving huge targets, got into the leaderboards. And after I spent a little bit of time there, the same thing happened again. I was like, I'm just not enjoying this. Like, I know I'm very capable of doing it. And I know that I can achieve success in this job, but I just didn't like it. I weren't having fun. So I said to myself, I'm going to do this one more time. And if after this next sales job that I have, if I don't find myself happy in this job, I know that it's not the company that's making me unhappy. It's the job. So I need to find something completely different. So it I did it again, went into selling forklift trucks, smashed my target, sold loads of forklift trucks, um, had really good relationship with clients and stuff like that, used the law of attraction like daily. 
But after, you know, about a year, again, I was sat thinking, I'm just not happy. So I decided at this point I was going to start my own business and I didn't know what exactly it was that I wanted to do. But my younger sister had her own beauty salon. And I thought to myself, do you know what? It looks quite easy that she's got a cute little salon. She sees clients all the time. I could retrain and I could do that. And because I've worked for a business coaching company and I've worked in sales, I felt like I had all the knowledge that I needed for Mm -hmm. me to start my own business. Alongside that, I had been working with the law of attraction and building that connection with the universe for, for years. So I was also very confident in my ability to attract success. So that's where I kind of went then. So I started my own beauty business. And oh my God, I was just so passionate about it. And I would, you know, visualize this salon and visualize this success and do different manifesting techniques. And after nine months, I had generated just, well, over a quarter of a million pound in sales in my beauty business. Yeah, like it went crazy. I had recruited a team of 18. I had manifested this huge salon. I've got a 2,800 square foot salon with an acre of land, a massive team. We were winning awards. So it was just like my manifesting was like on fire at this point. And then I thought to myself, like, I don't actually want to work in the business in terms of doing the treatments all the times for the clients. Like I'd like to get the business to run without me. So that's what I did. And then I started getting messages off like salon owners, like, how are you, how have you done this? Like, what is it you're doing? Because I'm never tight with my information. Like I share everything and I was sharing things like about the law of attraction and manifesting. And these people were watching me like speak about it and then watching me actually achieve it. So I started getting the messages and I thought to myself, you know what, like I'm so passionate about helping other people. Maybe I'll start a business as well as my beauty business, but one that I can do online. So I've got my freedom, which was a huge value of mine. So I've got my freedom and also I'm making an impact and I'm helping people. So that's where the Beauty Growth Academy was born. And that's how, you know, like now, as it stands now, I'm coaching 950 beauty business owners and I've still got wow. my multi six figure salon. Yeah. And, and I earn like a really sexy amount of money. And now <laughs> like, it, that's not me bragging, but that's me saying like, I've manifested like this dream life, literally yeah. this dream life um, over the last few years. And I enjoy every second of it. That's incredible. Well done you. I didn't know half of that story. Like I I do know a bit of your backstory, but I didn't know half of that. So that was really, really interesting to hear. And I know there you mentioned as well that your business went from earning zero to six figures every year. Do you think that that's partly to do with manifesting and kind of setting yourself those goals and holding that vision close to your heart and then working towards it? Because a lot of people come into manifestation, don't they? And they just think, I'm going to put something on my vision board and it's going to happen and not do the work. And I always say you can't win a race just by sat at the start line. Sooner or later, you're going to have to like move your feet. So do you think that just by holding that vision close to your heart and then working towards it, that's how you got to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that there was like two things that really helped me. One was I was really clear on where I wanted to go and I would get up every single morning and I would visualize that thing like being my reality. And I've manifested so many things from doing that. But also we have to remember that the law of attraction doesn't work unless we do. So I had to take the action too. So it's not a case of like you say, you know, just sitting around thinking about these things, but not actually doing anything. But what I believe is 
when we get aligned and we get clear on what it is that we want, we are then in a, in a state of receiving. So opportunities present themselves to us. We get that internal guidance or those divine downloads, those little ideas that come from nowhere. So my connection with the law of attraction and the universe was a huge part of my success. Following my intuition and taking action was also a huge part of that. So I think it's kind of like the two things combined. Yeah, definitely. And if I was to ask you, what's the number one thing that you've manifested in your life? What would you say that was aside from money? Yeah. So there's going to be two things, right? So the number one thing that comes to my mind now is me retiring my dad. So I lost my brother to cancer. Yeah, I've retired him. He's fully retired now, living his best life in his bloody allotment or whatever he's doing. (laughs) Um, So when my brother died of cancer, like I, my mum and dad have always worked really hard, but they've never really had much. So they've never been into Mm. spirituality, never been into this kind of stuff. I found my own path with that. But one thing that I wanted to always do was retire my dad because he'd been through so much. And I remember like visualizing me retiring, my, me retiring my dad like two or three times a day, every day. Like I was on holiday and I would go to the, um, to the balcony and I'd just sit with my meditation in my ears and I'd just imagine myself doing it. And I knew exactly where I needed to get to in terms of like member goals so I could retire my dad as well. And that was something that was like so so there in my mind that, you know, within, I think it must have been seven or eight months. I remember I got a message off my dad and this is how the story went. And it like sped this last bit up for me. Basically he'd worked for this company for like 17 years and he, he was, he was always a great worker for them. And he had missed doing an inspection on his van. So he was like a delivery driver for PHS. Maybe Mm. I should say that. Maybe I shouldn't. (laughs) Um, But he was a delivery driver for them and he had missed one inspection on his van. And his boss basically said like, we're going to take you into the office. You're going to get a bollocking and just sit down and take it. And my dad, and he was like, I have worked for this company for this many years. Like I have never showing sick. I've missed one inspection. Like there's people in this company that don't show up, that just like don't do what they should do. And I've given it my all. No, I'm not just going to sit and take that. Like that week you had asked me to do 15 more calls than I could physically do. That week I was working, you know, so many hours overtime and he rang me and he told me, and I was like, no way am I having my dad get sat in an office and be told, you know, what he's done wrong. Like that's just not happening. So this was about two weeks before the meeting that I I got told this. And I was so close to this happening. Like it was already so close. And I just really ramped up on the manifesting and I knew my dad was not going to go and sit in that meeting. Anyway, so the day before the meeting was due, I had done the numbers, I'd looked at it and and I went and I retired my dad. So I wrote him out this letter, this really cute little letter about what he's done for us as kids and all that stuff. And I handed it to him. And in the letter, it said, when you go to your meeting tomorrow, give this letter to your boss and tell him from me, he can fuck himself. (laughs) (laughs) So literally I was like, my dad is not going into that meeting and getting told this. Sorry if I'm swearing on your podcast. No, no, I swear all the time. It's fine. (laughs) Um, So my dad, so then I retired my dad and it was obviously really emotional and I was really emotional. And he went to his office the next morning and he made a paper airplane out of my letter. And he flew it onto his boss's desk, chucked him his keys and walked out and never no went back way. again. That is so, the like, ultimate way to quit a job, isn't it? <laughs> literally. So since then, my dad's been really happily retired. Aww. And that's one of the biggest 
personal accomplishments for me, but I'm just going to chuck one more in there for you because this was a real connection thing. So I manifested my house. So the house that I'm in now. So I always wanted my own mortgage and a few things happened before getting this mortgage that I thought was meant to be for me, but it wasn't. And I started going down the process of getting this house. So I knew I wanted it to be detached. I knew I wanted to be able to look out of my window and see horses because I'm, I've got horses. Um, and I knew I wanted it to be like on a private road. So I got really clear on what it was that I wanted. I found the perfect house that was being built. And at this point I was like manifesting it, but kind of like asking the universe, is this going to be a thing for me? Like, yeah. is it going to be a thing? And I remember I was stood at my bedroom window one night and it was winter. It was, it was dark. And I just looked up to the sky and I was like, please give me a sign if this house is for me. And I shit you not, Mark, I seen a shooting star. Oh, I have God. never in my life seen a shooting star. And this is at like eight o'clock at night and I'm just looking out my bedroom window and I'm like, give me a sign. Is this house mine? And the shooting star, I still see it now. And I was like, from that moment, I was like, it's mine. Let go. It's yours. It, and yeah. It's that was moments like thing. that, isn't it? That it like truly gives you goosebumps. Because mm-hmm. I mean, both them stories there. I, I don't know if you've been listening to my podcast the last few weeks, but I know you're really busy. Don't worry. I'm not going to judge. No, I have <laughs> listened to your episodes. I love I your podcast. I was going to say, but um, <laughs> the last few weeks, I'm putting things into place to retire my mom as well. So she's, ah! a, she's a nurse and she's worked um, for the last 30 years with dementia patients, but they put her on night shifts and... I think there's like, there's only a handful of them to look after 70 residents or something like mm-hmm. that. And they put her on night shifts, but they put her on back to back and she's constantly working. But then she comes home and she looks after me, Nana and me stepdad, who are both incapacitated. Do you know what I mean? And it's yeah. really hard. So she's like a full-time carer and she is 60 in December. So I've done exactly the same. It's so weird. Like our stories, because I've done exactly the same. I've given her a letter that she can open. I'm taking her to ABBA in London. Uh, for a 60th and I'm giving her a letter to open and about like how much she's done for us over the years because she's such a loving person and it's also going to have like a letter to her employer saying like stick a jug up your house basically and then I'm also going to kind of give it basically like a canny crystals like contract but I don't want it to physically work for us if that makes sense I just yes. want it to be able to go out and do her thing and look after me nana and look after me stepdad but not have the added pressure of having to go to work on a night and look after the dog and clean the house and everything as well. Do you know what I mean? And I mean, this time next year, I'm going to have a baby as well. So it just means that she'll have like added granny duties as well. Do you know exactly. what I mean? So, yeah, it's exactly. so weird that our stories are kind of like merged like that, but it's so lovely. So strange. The yeah. law of attraction doing its thing. I know. So what does your average day look like then? Can we talk about that? Because like, I want to know Ooh. kind of what spiritual practices you incorporate into your busy work life. Because you are really, really busy, like I say. So mm. do you do things like meditation, gratitude, visualizing? Yeah, 100%. So every day, maybe one day, like on a Sunday, I won't do the whole structure, but I still like to do most of it. It's got to a point now where if I don't follow this routine, I really feel that in my energy. So it's more of a, like, I've got to do it now because I know how it feels when I've done it. And I know how it feels when I don't do it. But the first thing that I I do is when I wake up, I take myself downstairs with my coffee and I give myself like 10 minutes to just 
become alive. (laughs) (laughs) And then I will do like an energy grounding meditation, which is like a seven minute meditation. And that's just to help me like align my energy and protect it for the day. Because I'm doing so much in terms of coaching and speaking to people and you know, I'm quite a sensitive person when it comes to energy. So it's important to me that my energy is grounded and then protected within that. So if anybody's, you know, got any stinky energy or anybody's portraying any neggy energy on me, I'm totally protected, you know, throw it at me. It's not going to get to me. So I make sure that I protect myself there. Then I'll spend at least five to 10 minutes journaling. And that journaling can literally be anything. I don't particularly follow journal prompts anymore. I did when I first started journaling because it helps you get into it. But for now, I'll kind of just like tune into me, like what can I do today to support myself or um, how do I feel today? How can I raise my vibration? Every day is different with that, but kind of just spending some time connecting to me and maybe writing out like, what does the perfect day look like for me? And then I've got a 10 minute, well, it's actually 11 minutes, but a guided visualization where I will, it's one that I had recorded from somebody who featured on my podcast, actually. And in that visualization, she kind of aligns my energy, which is pretty easy because that's already done. But then she'll she'll say to me in this meditation, like, what are three goals that you want to achieve today? Vision goal one. And that for me could be driving to work or driving home from work, feeling really good. And then she's like, visualize goal two. And that could be, you know, having really good conversations with my team or whatever it feels like in that day for me. And that's usually like my morning structure in terms of what I do at home. Now, it can switch and change depending on mainly my hormones. <laughs> but, you know, like sometimes I'll need to spend longer in um, journaling. Sometimes I won't do the visualization and I'll just do it in my head. It just depends. So that's like the structure that I'll follow in the morning. And then 95% of the time I will follow that up with some form of movement, whether that's a quick run in the gym or whether that's me doing a 10K in the gym or whether that's me riding my horse or getting out in fresh air. Because for me, the most important part of my day is my alignment. When I'm aligned, I'm attracting more. When I'm aligned, I feel good. So my my manifestations come to me so much easier. So I don't do these things because I should do them or because, you know, other people say to do them. I do them because I know when I've done them, I feel good. And when I feel good, I attract more. And who don't want to feel good? 100%. 100%. Do you know what it is? You put me to shame as well because I always watch your stories and stuff and I'm like, she is in the gym already and it's like seven o'clock and I've just got up. <laughs> you literally it's put so me to like, shame. Like, everybody's different, aren't they, in their own things. Like for me, if I don't get my ass in that gym before half past seven, eight o'clock, I won't go. Yeah. I've done that whole, oh, I'll go tonight instead of this morning thing. It does never, ever work for me and I've learned that lesson. So And my gym, like I said on a story the other day, like I don't go to the gym to change my body. I don't go to the gym to lose weight. I don't go to the gym because I feel like I should look or be a certain way. I go to the gym to release endorphins Mm. that help me feel good because like I can get, like I've got, you know, a couple of big businesses and I've got teams and emails and conversations and things going off all the time. If I'm not in the best place I can be to deal with those things, then the day goes to shit. And negative energy builds so much quick, quicker than positive energy. So it's so much easier to fall into that overwhelm and that stress and that burnout. It's actually harder to build positive energy because we have to take physical action like journaling or meditating or going to the gym. And I think for me, because I am 
very aware of my energy. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. When I take a vibrational hit in a negative way, Oh, I really feel it. I really feel it. So for me, it's kind of like I get up and I'm like, bitch, you better get to the gym or you're going to feel like crap today. So I'm like, okay, it's not that I, I bounce out of bed and I'm like, woohoo, let's go do 30 <laughs> minutes on the treadmill or whatever. Like I don't. Nine times out of 10, I get up. I'm like, do I really want to go today? I'm like, think about it after your coffee. Then I'm like, think about it after you've journaled. Then I'm like, just get in the car and get there. Yeah. And I say to myself, like this morning, it was one of those mornings where I was like, I did a run yesterday. Don't really want to do a run today. It's a bit too cold for me to go and ride my horse. I don't want to go outside. So shall I go to the gym? Shall I not? And I said to myself, just go and do 10 minutes. That's it. And I got there and I did 10 minutes running, 10 minutes stem, after 10 minutes on the bike. Because when I'm there, I'm, I'm good to do it. And I walked out and I felt better. And today, like the things I've crossed off on my to-do list already is like... If I weren't aligned, it would take me two days to do what I've already done. Yeah, I love That's that. why it's important. <laughs> yeah, no, I really, really resonate with that. The only thing is, like, I, I, this is what I love about spirituality because it's finding what works best for you, isn't mm-hmm. it? Because what works for you doesn't necessarily work for me. Like, yeah. first thing on a morning, a gym for me, I did it maybe about a year ago when I was really into my fitness. And I did it one morning and I just thought I was going to pass out on the bloody assault bikes. But I go religiously pretty much like five times a week at the minute, but I'm going on an evening. I find yeah. it's the perfect way to wind down after a hard day. Mm. So it is just finding what works for, for yourself, isn't it? That's what spirituality 100%. is all about. 100%. And also like, do you know what, like when I'm working with my members and stuff, so many people are like, they get frustrated when they're trying to find what works for them because they yeah. think they should be doing it in a way that works for others. Yeah. So like for me, for example, I learned quickly that if I said I was going to work out in the evening, I wasn't going to do that. But what happens with so many people is when they're in that learning phase, they beat themselves up and they're like, oh, I didn't go to yeah. the gym today. Why didn't I do that? Didn't do my journaling, didn't do my meditation. They start beating themselves up. But actually, like, you're just experiencing what feels good and what doesn't feel good. So rather than judge yourself and beat yourself up, find a way that works for you. And you can only find that way through making mistakes yeah. or, you know, they're not really mistakes, are they? But it's through experience. So for me... I would feel crap by one o'clock in the afternoon if I'd not been to the gym. Did I beat myself up because I was feeling crap and I'd not been to the gym? No, I became aware of Mm. what it was that I did or didn't do and changed that the next day without the judgment. And that really helps people. I love that. And just because you touched on your members there as well, I also want to mention this because 
I'm speaking to them all in January in Chesterfield at your annual event. Yes. And I'm so excited. Oh, am I allowed to even say that, by the way? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's fine. We said it. It's done. <laughs> I can edit it <laughs> no, out. it's fine because my members, so just for anyone who's listening to this, my members don't yet know that I've got more on um, our live event in January. I'm actually doing it as a Christmas present because as we record this, it's um, November. And... So some of my members will listen to this and they'll be like, that's who the special guest is. <laughs> but some of my members won't listen to it, so they won't know. So it's totally fine. Okay. So tell us a bit more about what the members club involves then. How do people get involved with the members club and what it actually is? Yeah, so I've got two members clubs. So I've got a members club which specifically helps beauty business owners to grow their business, get more confident and start their spiritual journey. But I've also got an 1111 members club, which I've not not long created. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. I've recently created. And that's for anybody who wants to learn more about the law of attraction and manifesting. So my way of teaching is really good for some people and for some people it's not everybody wants someone that works for them but I'm quite like straight to the point no hairs and graces you know say it how it is and what I do in the 1111 members club is I share my experiences and the techniques and the methods that I've used for manifesting over the last five or six years um, and I share those with the people inside of the 1111 members club so then they can start to find their journey in the beauty growth academy I do teach on manifesting law of attraction but I'm also teaching beauty business owners how to take their business to the next level so the two different members club what kind of I did it because I had so many people saying to me like I want to learn more about law of attraction and manifesting but I don't have a beauty business and I'm like okay well you know I can help with that so that's why I've just created the 1111 members club too Oh, I absolutely love that. So I know you're into crystal healing as well, aren't you? Because I spoke about them on your podcast and you told me quite a beautiful moving story about your brother, didn't you? So I just wondered if you would mind repeating that for my listeners, because I think it's honestly so moving. And I had goosebumps when you told us. So I just want everyone else to hear that story, if that's all right. Yeah, definitely. So my journey with crystals started um, actually when my brother died, which sounds quite like sad and tragic. And it is. Um, So what happened was my brother was diagnosed with terminal cancer and he was 32 years old when he was diagnosed and he was told, um, sorry, it might've been a year younger than that, whatever. Um, I, I try not to specifically remember dates and ages and stuff because I don't want to attach those things to yeah, the story. Yeah. But basically when he was diagnosed with sarcoma cancer, he was told he'd get about six months to live. He did three years and that just in itself was so, so, so like, crazy that he managed to do that now when my brother actually passed he I was not in the same country I was in Gran Canaria with the kids and with my my husband and um and my mum rang me and she was like look it's not good we thought he was having panic attacks um so he went into hospital and it turned out it was heart attacks it wasn't panic attacks and they literally said like you know in the next couple of days he's gonna go so I was left with this decision do I go home and do I be with my brother for him for his passing or not I've never experienced that there's four of us children so there's me my two sisters and my brother we're all so so close like the closest family ever and part of me internally was just like I don't want to go I don't want to go but I do want to go but I don't want to go stronger than I do want to go And I was kind of in this state of, if I'm going to go, I need to go on this flight at seven in the morning. I need to take the kids. I need to just make up an excuse. I didn't want them to know what was happening uh, to protect them from that at that time. Um, 
So I booked a flight for us all and I, and I kind of sat with it and I thought, do I go? Do I not? Do I go? Do I not? And long story short, I decided not to go. It just didn't feel right. But as soon as I decided not to go, I had this immediate ego brain come in and say, but what if you regret it forever? What if like, you know, he wants you there or whatever. But the strongest part of me was like, I don't want to be there. So um, I, I eventually got the phone call, you know, he's, he's passed now, he's gone. And obviously like, that was traumatic and whatnot. And after a few hours of me just, we knew it was coming, but it was very draining. You know, it was, it was awful. But anyway, after a few hours, I managed to fall to sleep. And in my dream, I was on the hospital bed with my brother and he was hugging me and he was so well in himself. And he was like, Alicia, I didn't want you there. You weren't meant to be there. Like I want, I want you to be protected. I didn't want you there. And as we like kind of lay down together, I, I know, I don't know if we, if we lay down or I seen my brother, but anyway, he had this like pendant around his neck and on the end of this pendant was this bright green crystal, like, and it was shining so bright. And this was in the dream, right? So then when I woke up, I was like, I remembered the dream immediately. So the first feeling that I got was the biggest sense of relief. I wasn't meant to be there. My brother came to me in my dream to tell me, you made the right decision. That was the first thing. The second thing was, what the hell was that green crystal around his neck? (laughs) So I'm like, like, I didn't know much about crystals or what they did or anything like that. And at this point of my manifesting journey, it kind of took a backseat. You know, my brother's dying. Like, I'm not going to get up and do all the things that I'm doing every day. I'm going through this trauma. Anyway, so I Googled what this crystal meant. And it basically meant unity and family and um, love and bonding. And that, for me, was the first experience. And, and it just basically said to me, like, everything's fine. You weren't meant to be there. He's, he's told you that you weren't meant to be there and you don't need to ever think about regretting that decision again in your life, because that was the fear for me. What if I, what if I'm, I'm not there and then I regret it. But since then I have never, ever regretted. I know he didn't, it's not that he didn't want me there. I wasn't meant to be there. I was the strong one. I was the one that would needed to go and retire my dad. I couldn't have that thing in my head of watching that happen I wasn't ready for that yeah. and that was the first experience do you know the last time you told me that as well when we came off the phone I was thinking oh my god green is the heart chakra color and it's so mm. weird as well because it's all about unconditional love and yeah like you say bonds. unity and family and bonds yeah. yeah so the fact that you saw that green as well it's almost like you were seeing into his heart chakra that yeah. was just a little perception that I thought of afterwards. But honestly, I've got, I don't know if you can see that, but I've literally got goosebumps, genuinely. Ah. I just find like <laughs> crystals so powerful and I'm forever amazed when I hear mm. other people's stories about their wins with using crystals and how they've affected mm. them in people's lives. Um, so if we talk about self-development, thank you for sharing that story, by the way. <laughs> I really appreciate you sharing it because it, really, no, it is really raw and open, I know. Um, yeah, it's a hard one. Yeah. Yeah. I know you're massively into self-development as well, aren't you? So mm-hmm. can we talk about your top three favorite self-development books? Because I put on a post on Instagram last week about my top five and it went bloody mental with people messaging me about each book and asking, oh my God, you need to ask your guests this. Like what? we need some more like self-development mm-hmm. books. So if I was to ask you, what are your top three books? What would they be? 
Okay, so I'll give you the top three books that have helped me in my journey. So if I could nail it down to three, well, I'd definitely say The Secret because that was the first one I was ever introduced yeah. to at 18. That one really helped me. The second most impacting book that had I had on my life was Spirit Junkie by Gabrielle Bernstein. That was a really, yeah, that was a really, that had a massive impact on me because without going into too much detail, I was then on the grief train, drinking, you know, going out at the weekends and trying to find this connection still. And I knew it was there, but I didn't kind of know what to do. And grief is one of those things where, you know, people act differently, but I read that book. It grounded me. It got me kind of healing and helped me to reconnect to the universe. So that will be the second one. Ah, this is so hard. Three. (laughs) Third one. The third one. Ah, probably going to say The Power of Intention by Dr. Wayne Dyer. Oh, I've never heard of that one. Have you not? Oh, you'd love that one. And the reason that I choose that one is because using our intention, and whether that's with a crystal or without a crystal or with visualizing or manifesting, but intentions are extremely powerful. And we set intentions all the time. So if we see, you know, us having an argument with somebody or us stressing at someone or us, you know, like being in a rush or whatever, we're setting intentions for that. On the flip side of that, if we see ourselves living in abundance and feeling good and having great conversations we set those intentions as well. And when I started practicing segment intending and, you know, intending how I wanted to feel when I woke up in the morning, when I did that in bed at night and intending how I wanted meetings to go or communications like to happen, like I was like, shit, this is really powerful. So I would choose that one as my third. Okay. I'm going to go straight on Amazon after I come off here and buy it. (laughs) Do it. I love books. Honestly, I've got so many of them like up on shelves in here. Um, so obviously from an outsider looking in, you've literally got it all. You've got a six figure business. Well, probably seven figure now. Like, do you know what I mean? I've got two multi six figures. Yeah. (laughs) So what's next for you then? Where do you want to take your brand Mm. and what are you hoping to achieve in say the next five years? Okay. So my next big vision board goal, my next thing that is in my mind now each morning when I'm doing my manifesting is my mission is to run the biggest personal development events for women in the UK. So, you know, like I do my events for the members and we can have like, you know, 300, maybe 400 and we'll scale that up over the next couple of years anyway. But I want to do that to like 2000, 3000, because I once went to a Tony Robbins event for four days and that changed my life. And I want to create that feeling and that transformation not just for women, for everybody, but my niche is women, right? Or women who are people are identified, whatever. So my big goal is to have these huge personal development events where we have amazing guest speakers who share their stories, share their techniques. So people who have got no idea about this stuff can step into the higher version of themselves and use the techniques that work for me and the other people that will join me on the stage. Obviously you'll be one of them, Mark. Um, (laughs) But so these, so that these, you know, like just provide this transformation and that's the big picture for me. How many people can we impact and teach this stuff to so that they can go and live their best lives? Do you know what it is? Like I've only recently started coming across Tony and Mel Robbins because I've never Mm. even heard of them. And it is so weird because I've like delved really deep into the law of attraction for the last five or six years now. And 
only in the last couple of months have I recently discovered them and I've been listening to Mel Robbins podcast and Mm -hmm. all these talks on YouTube that Tony Robbins has done and they're such Mm -hmm. inspirational people and I think you would be the perfect fit for something along that line because you're not just like talking manifestation you're talking like empowerment and giving people Mm -hmm. hope and in a meaning for the future do you know what I mean mm, yeah definitely and I used to listen to to the, to that stuff like oh religiously mm. and Mel Robbins five second rule like that was a great book as well if anyone wants if anyone's like what a procrastinator and they're not sure like like they, they just don't get shit done easily yeah. Mel Robbins five second rule is great Tony Robbins is event changed my life and this is it isn't it like you've got to have balls to do stuff like that. And I'm trying to get ready to be ready. So now I'm starting to do some speaker training and some event management training so I can step into that version of me. But I just think like that is such a gift for people. And, you know, I'd love to be a part of that. No, I think you are really, really inspirational. Everything that you're doing, everything that you're about, I think you are really inspirational to me anyway. So yeah, thank Thank you for that. You're very welcome. So how can people find you then, Alicia? The best way to find me, I would say, is either Instagram or TikTok. So um, my main platform is the Beauty Growth Academy. So it's beauty underscore growth underscore academy. And that's on Instagram and Beauty Growth Academy on TikTok. Um, That's you know, you'll see a lot of beauty business growth on there. So I did create another platform, which is called 1111 Manifesting. And you just spell that 11 as in the number 11, 1111 Manifesting. So I'm on there too, giving out tips and tricks on law of attraction and manifesting and then some crazy TikToks because I like to be a bit crazy with my TikToks too. So yeah, I know you're a woman there. after my own heart. I saw all those TikToks the other night. I was like, oh my God, I love her. <laughs> and um, just for anyone listening as well, I am going to pop all of Alicia's links in the show notes below as well, including links to her Beauty Growth Academy, the website at 1111 and to all of her socials. So yeah, thank you so much for popping by and appearing on the show, Alicia. I really do appreciate it. Pleasure. I loved it. Thank you so much for having me. No worries at all. And for everyone listening, go follow Alicia at the link in the show notes. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to submit a quick five-star review. It really helps this podcast grow to new audiences. So have a lush weekend, everyone. And hopefully I'll see you all next Friday. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.